Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. We're here to help you use closure and functional programming to make your everyday life as a programmer more exciting, more interesting, more fulfilling, and less frustrating. (laughs) We have a lot of fun. We want you to have fun. So do you have anything that's getting in your way? Um, Are you feeling stuck with something or is there a concept that you would like for uh, for us to talk about? Uh, We've gotten a lot of good questions from from listeners and uh, we're just waiting to hear your questions. Maybe you just like to riff, riff on some things that get you excited too. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. So go over to Twitter and type at Closure Design there and send us a message. Or send us an email, feedback at closuredesign.club, or come have an inter, a semi, I'll say semi-interactive experience <laughs> in, in our Closure Design podcast channel. Some of us do uh, sleep during the uh, U.S. continental hours, so um, sorry, European listeners. We will write back, we just may not write back at the same time. But yeah, come, come join us in Closure Design Dash podcast on the Closurian Slack. Yes, come slack with us. Come be a slacker. Slack, slack it. That's right. Yeah. Yes, be a slacker. There you uh, go. For, for productivity. <laughs> right, right. Okay, cool. So this, this week's question, um, it comes, it's born out of, out of the many scars um, that, we, that we have felt ourselves and that we've, our listeners have felt too. Um, so the REPL is a wonderful, wonderful thing, right? Um, but every once in a while you get stuck. So this week's question is, help, how do I fix my REPL? I was going to say it also came from a recent user email in which we were having a little bit of a discussion uh, around um, component, the component REPL and its use of tools.namespace. So uh, so that user was, um, his, his REPL was getting wedged when, when you do a reload. And and it doesn't compile. Yeah, his, there's many ways to get your REPL wedged, but that's one of them. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna say try to say his name is Ales, I think. Um, so thank you for writing in, and sorry for mispronouncing your name. <laughs> yeah, and getting getting your REPL wedge with tools namespace. Oh, that's that's one of um, many different ways. So <laughs> some of the ways that we like, I personally have run into. And we could we can just go through them real quick, and then kind of maybe come back and talk about them in more in depth. But for example, there's kind of like the simple way of accidentally blocking, like you're you're typing into the REPL, and you accidentally block, uh, like your DREF an atom or something, and 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 there's no other thread to like feed it, right? And so like, so your REPL gets stuck, like taking from right. a coreasing channel where, where there is no never going to be ever right. someone to produce do it yeah right you do the infinite deref right you don't give deref a timeout <laughs> because you just use at because at only involves typing one character and deref oh my goodness the typing right i think i i think that that is probably my favorite candidate for a band that I, if i would ever start would be infinite deref That's <laughs> infinite deref <laughs> oh, i like it you win you win you win the podcast christoph you win Oh yes, if if one of you listeners out there has a band already called Infinite Deref, we we want to hear your music. <laughs> or 
Or maybe right. maybe the tracks are just silent because it's, <laughs> it's waiting. <laughs> it's waiting for something to send. Oh, infinite deref. That's great. Um, so so yeah. In in some of these cases like that, the best solution I have for fixing your REPL is to control C, control C, control C, uh, and restart. Um, because yeah. when when you when the input thread gets blocked, there isn't there isn't a whole lot of hope for you at that point in time. Um, yeah, I've I've found that with with the the editor integration that I I've, I've used basically, so I'm, I'm a Vim user, and so I've used uh, Fireplace, and uh, which uses connects with NREPL, and then I've used Conjure, which connects via PREPL. And with NREPL, I've seen that, yes, Control-C in the editor will often kill it and will give me something responsiveness back, and I can execute something else. But for some reason, on the PREPL side, that, 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 that REPL connection is now forever wedged. Um, and, right. And... I've actually found that usually I all I need to restart my editor. I don't need to restart the REPL. The REPL is fine. I just am unable to communicate with it because something is blocked inside my editor. Um, so sometimes restarting yeah. is not closure itself, but is your editor. Right, yeah. So for the editor integration, there's the underlying socket underneath. When, when you exit your editor, it'll close that socket. So in REPL or PREPL, will pick that up. When your editor restarts, it reopens the socket. It's it's like a a little cleansing cleansing restart, right? <laughs> so either you yeah. can wedge. So basically, there's sort of this category of where you can wedge your main input device to your REPL. You can you the the interactive prompt. You can wedge that by infinite deref. You can wedge your editor. Um, so you got it. Yeah, that's a just like be careful. Don't do that. Uh, in the same vein, though, in general, like these things that get blocked, it's it's almost like you di- it's because you don't have a reference to the thing, right? Like you didn't assign the thing a reference, you didn't def it, so you can't you can't like find you it. You can't, yeah, you can't refer to that thing to tell it to like stop or to fulfill that promise or to send that channel a message uh, via via something else that's in the process, right? Like from your editor when you did the interactive one or from the interactive one when you did the editor one. Oh, yeah. My like, favorite is a- async thread. You yeah. just spin up a thread and it's like printing in a loop, you know? And you don't have a ref to it. <laughs> and so it just keeps printing. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of async thread starting uh, over the last couple of months. And um, lots of times I'll start a thread... And it's not printing anything out, and so it's just like cruft in the in the JVM. Like it just slows me down by a small fraction of a second. Um, but yeah, when it's actually printing something out, or you get like three or four of them that are all responding to the same input, you know, you get you're getting a chorus of of, of log lines every time you 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 do something. Um, it's 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 almost impossible. Like, I, can you even like try to find the thread? Like, do a thread list and try to yeah. find it. Yeah, you can you through through reflection introspection you could find uh, find the thread that way. It's just kind of like the JVM debugger, but this is like one of those things where exiting the REPL and coming back in is going to be a lot faster. Maybe if somebody made right. a tool, you know, like Thread Killer or something, I don't know. But Ooh. yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's another that's another good band name. The thre- <laughs> another... thread the Thread Killers. This week's question is 
what is my closure band name? <laughs> We're here with answers. <laughs> Forget the REPL. <laughs> um, well, with, with that said, so restarting your REPL is kind of like the ultimate way. And believe it or not, there is a way you can do that better. There is actually a way you can restart your REPL a little better. Oh, really? Yeah. So switch to, to switch to tools depths. Like so basically we I've been, I've used Line again for years. And Who I hasn't? love Line again in in many ways. Line again is a great way to get started. But Nate, as you know, we've undergone this transition to using like depth CDN and the whole tool steps and closure command line. One of the things yeah, that surprised totally. me is how quickly the REPL started. And so I realized, like, what is closure versus what is line again? And this is no offense to line again. I love line again. But when you just fire up a REPL, just like bare, plain, simple REPL, even, even Rebel, which to me feels like a really feature, feature-rich interactive REPL experience, you, you get into the REPL pretty quick if you just launch it with tools depths and depth CDN. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why is because Line again actually launches two JVMs, so you actually have the d- double the penalty. Just the way the way that the architecture works um, uh, of the of the tool, um, and and again, no offense to Line again at all. I mean, it's served us very well. Um, but yeah, just most most computers are fast enough these days to launch a REPL in in well less than a second, definitely. Um, yeah, and so when you can restart your REPL pretty quick, or you can get into the REPL pretty quick, I find myself uh, firing up a REPL more often just cuz and then also yeah you know i'm I, I maybe i'll spend less time futzing with it's getting my REPL in a weird state i'll just restart it um so it's kind of nice so there's a there's a tip for you if you want a fast REPL. yeah well so getting getting back to the 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 the, the thought that started the question out um was with the whole idea of using um the re- the reloaded REPL and and tools.name namespace.tools, tools.namespace. <laughs> I forget what tools. Tools.namespace. Yeah. yeah. And how, and how you, you know, as you're editing closure code, you can evaluate, you know, the, the bit of code that you're on, like just that function, just that function, you know, just that little bit of, of code to try it out. Um, but every once in a while you'll say, ah, I want to just, you know, clear out all of the cobwebs and re- refresh, you know, refresh. So you run closure, you run the, the refresh function. Well, right. You want a clean. You want a clean start, right? Because you have old definitions lying around. Um, yeah. And 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 so the idea is is restarting your REPL is a pretty severe thing to do. The more REPL oriented you get, and so so you kind of have this motivation. I don't want to restart it as often, even if I can restart it faster. There's all the state I may have built up in the REPL that I don't want to throw away. Yeah. And so so tools.namespace it's there to help you um, kind of clean, tidy up the REPL without having to do a full restart. Right, but then what happens when you run refresh and it finds low, you know, it finds an inconsistency somewhere. Some function you thought you had defined that was that is now dangling or... Um, right. And, 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 and tools refresh, tools... <laughs> Whatever it's called, the refresh function. I actually don't know what it's called anymore because I just call refresh. I live yes. my own little world, my own little bubble of refresh. It might as well be called refresh, but yes, it is tools.namespace. That's the right. One. And yeah, and it has a refresh function that walks through all your namespaces and it kind of unregisters everything. 
So, so there's a few cases where you really can get stuck, um, and and something bad has hasn't happened. Well, or it hasn't fully happened yet. So <laughs> one is one is you change the name of function, and now that old function is still in memory, and you can keep calling it just fine because that's the way Clojure and Lisp and the REPL work. Yeah, and so you're running along, and you let's say you're you're changing like this is my experience. So I am changing my log line in this function, and I and I and I'm like not seeing any change at all. I have something in a loop, and it's like what's going on? And then I realize, oh, I'm calling the old function name, so it's calling the old code. And I keep redefining this new function because it has a new name. And of course, then when you totally exit the REPL and come back in, it's going to break because. Closure is like, hey, you're talking about a function in in some namespace I've never heard of. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing that. Um, so you want to find that early, right? Tools namespace will help you find that early. It will yeah. also help you with things like a def multi. It will help you, you know, multi methods, certain things that like protocols. Like there's certain things that are hard to kind of redefine or undefine and redefine. It can it can help you purge those. I can't remember those off the top of my head. Because I haven't had that problem in a while because I use tools namespace. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best thing to use when you don't want to restart, <laughs> right? So you, you, you discover this lovely tools namespace and you discover this, this awesome refresh method and you run it and you get an error. And now you try to go, let's say, into your editor to do editor integration and 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 all of a sudden, there's all these namespaces that are not defined anymore, and your editor's freaking out, and you feel like you've you've completely train wrecked your code, uh, thanks well, to this refresh function that didn't finish. Right? What do you do? Right. So so what happened is that you know, say you have 45 namespaces in your program, and it started to, it unloaded them all, and it went it start about to go and start loading them all back in. Well, it got to number two, got found the error. Well, that other 43 are no are no longer there. And some of them might be important for closure actually to function, or the editor integration right. to function. And so, so yeah. So what what can you do? Yeah, and so I ran into this early on when I was using refresh, and I would just well, so I would try to quit, and then relaunch my REPL. Oh um, right. But sometimes, like then you you. If it's a dangling reference, the first time you try to load anything, you're you're going to run the same issue again, right? Well, it, and yeah, so, if you, so it's like stuck, right? If you if you have a, an error in your code that causes things not to compile cleanly, and you exit your REPL, when you start your REPL up again, what is it doing? It's going to load all your code in, and it's going to it's in line again. You the REPL will start, but it'll you'll get this huge stack trace where the error shows up um, above it. Right, and so you with have tools to depths. At least it just starts right away, and it's it's when you use your first namespace that the closure compiler starts to do its thing and pull stuff in, right? Right, and and so but but like okay, line again is gonna uh, go to your entry point, you know, the top of all the namespaces, if you will, the beginning of it all, <laughs> and it's gonna start pulling stuff in for you automatically in tools depths REPL. Like it, it won't do that until you you try to use a namespace, but at some point in time you're gonna run into the same issue. Um, it, right. It's just gonna blow up like compiler error. Really, the only thing you can do is go to the where it told you there was a problem and try to fix the problem. Like actually change the code, change the reference name. You know, do do whatever you need to do to make it, and then and then run refresh again. 
Right. You fix you fix the spot it told you about, and then you run refresh. You can actually because that namespace, like that namespace is partially defined. You you can with your editor integration, you can go to that function and you can just reload that function over and over until you fix it. Um, oh, okay. But I, I like my workflow is I'll just fix the spot it told me and I'll run refresh again. And then it may tell me another spot. For for me, the biggest culprit <laughs> is I re I renamed a function. You know, oh, yeah. and I just I miss the call sites. Like like I, well, I'm using Vim. I'm not using some you know Earth moving IDE right that has <laughs> has mega refactoring tools for our two million line code base. Right. This is just not what I'm using. So for me, it's function rename, and I missed one. So then I run refresh, and refresh will tell me about that one. And then I'll go fix that. And then I run refresh. And at some point in time, refresh gets all the way through everything. And, and at least it's all loaded again. It just, it, it, it eats through that work. Yeah, for me, renaming functions, yeah. But also, <laughs> I've been doing some renaming of namespaces lately. Uh, when you re- rename the namespace, the root namespace of your app, oh man, get ready for a lot of refreshing. Yeah, and but it's it, cool tools depths can handle, not tools depths, did I say that? Tools.namespace. Boy, yeah, now I can't remember the right name. <laughs> it's, it's actually it's actually a pretty significant bit of of engineering, like that. It actually you can run it again and again without having to restart your REPL, and it actually will continue to work. You know, assuming you yeah. continue to work. <laughs> yeah, but I know Nate. Like recently, you've been playing with CLJ Condo a bit that that sort of helps with this problem too. Yeah, one of the cool things that CLJ Condo does. Um, besides helping you find uh, bad references, like like you know dangling references, like we just talked about, um, it it there's a lot of uh, cool things that'll tell you about like linting, like helping you to lint your code, like hey, you know that function you're calling it has six args and you called it with five, you know that kind of thing. Um, but there's a whole underpinning yeah. static an- analysis that it does, and actually the uh, uh, Michelle Borkent Bork dude. Um, he actually made it so that you can actually output the entire like analysis out as closure data, which is really cool because then you can, hey, it's closure data. I can, you know, map it and grep it and or filter it and all those things. And so he has some examples of using that to basically find uh, here's a list of all the functions I don't I don't call anymore, or here's a list of ours that I don't use anymore. Um, yeah, it's great. Super useful. This, yeah, the static analyzer is wonderful because it it goes beyond what the compiler does, and so it gives you a little bit more depth as you're editing, and and it's not quite as much of a screeching haul as like doing a refresh, which has now unloaded all your namespaces, and now they're <laughs> gone. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, if you want to see the progress on it, go follow him on Twitter, Bork, B-O-R-K-D-U-D-E, Bork Dude on Twitter. Uh, yeah, He's thanks, Bork active. Dude. Yeah. yeah you've, I know uh, you've written in a few times, too. We appreciate that. So, yeah, go check out CLJ Condo. It's a great way to kind of get get some insight in what might be happening before, before you refresh and it goes off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Oh, t- so two points. Also, uh, Bork dude, thanks for Babashka, which is this like cool, really like in the shell kind of way of reaching for closure for little things, which is awesome. And also, you said another great band name, which is Screeching Halt. <laughs> Screeching Halt. <laughs> 
we need to cut down this episode and 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 republish. You know, what should I name my closure band? Right. So. <laughs> uh yes. Yeah, so I guess maybe we can skirt the question and say one of the best ways to fix your rebel is to not get it wedged in the first place using something like CLJ Condo. <laughs> right. The the best defense is a good offense, right? Yeah. Well, and then another way is um, we've been doing a lot of closure script recently, and so I get reminded of the fig wheel workflows. <laughs> so just in case you don't know, FigWheel has a reset that that helps FigWheel sort of get get restarted <laughs> and reload its settings. And so you can actually do, if you're not aware of it, you can actually, and I'm talking about FigWheel main, um, that, that's the new FigWheel, the tools, tools depths one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can get a lot done with FigWheel reset if, if you change settings and things like this. Uh, without actually exiting the REPL. Because when you come back in FigWheel, you know, it, 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 it needs to do a few things before you're ready ready to roll. Resets a bit faster. It's not way faster, but it's it's handy. Yeah, it definitely has to do a lot more work that's visible. <clears throat> you know, cl- closure, when you when you say, hey, evaluate this form, it takes that form, it converts it into bytecode, puts it in the JVM very quickly. Uh, and there's, there's just a little more machinations that have to happen inside the JavaScript e- ecosystem. Um, for, for various reasons. Right. We'll just say that. What is kind of wild, though, is because the REPL is running inside of basically your browser, when you hit reload in your browser, you're you're basically restarting, uh, all, you're, you're refreshing all the states. So like what we would use tools refresh for in the JVM side, you can hit the reload button in your browser to some extent uh, for the closure script side. That, that I would say that's probably more analogous to restarting your REPL altogether. It's, yeah, but FigWheel does keep running, right? It's kind of this amazing blend, right? Because there is a JVM process. Yeah, there's right. a JVM process that's running FigWheel itself. And then that hooks into the JavaScript side. So, yeah, it's like you can kind of reboot. You know, you have these two processes, the process that's in, in your browser and then the process in the JVM and they're, talking to each other. So that's why Fig will reset if needed. I've, I only use it, I don't know, I don't use it a ton. Every now and again, I've needed it. Fig will got confused or something. Um, but yeah, Fig will great tool if you haven't used it. Thank you, Bruce Howman, for Fig Wheel. It, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, def once uh, in, in the closure script side. So, or jo- like, beware of def once so it's really nice for writing reloadable code but i've had issues where i'm like reloading the the whole namespace in my editor and and something's not changing because i had a def once and so i'm going crazy because it's like i'm i'm changing this code and and i'm doing a like in vim it's like cpp for reloading the whole namespace and right. it's like, why am I not getting the new version of the function? Well, because it was like a def once. Well, not not function. I mean, new version of the um, of the, the data. Def. Yeah, yeah, the data, like initial state, you know, or something. And um, so yeah, watch out for those def onces. Uh, they they strike me in Closure Script more than in the JVM because I use them more for reloadable code. Thank you to Figwheel. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a different, just the way that 
the JavaScript ecosystem works with with hot reload and that kind of stuff. You have to kind of use more of the def once because it ends up loading things all f- from scratch. It's kind of like Figwell is doing a, a refresh under the hood, and so you have to def- you have to use def once to protect anything you want to not be uh, cleared out, reevaluated, right? That kind of stuff. Yeah, don't evaluate this again. <laughs> Careful. Yeah, and so if if you do want to reset your def once without doing like a whole reload, you can change it to a def save which will redefine it and then change it to a def once and say, because fig wheel will go, Oh, you changed that. Okay. Let me reevaluate it. I mean, Oh, Oh, you change it. Oh, it's a def once. Okay. I don't need to. <laughs> so, right. Even so, a def once can be deft again. Right. <laughs> it's a def once for now, <laughs> <laughs> but that function name was too long. So they just said def once. Yeah. I think that's another band name. Def once again. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time in Def Once. It's not Def Leopard. (laughs) It's Def Once. Again. If you you have some band names for us, uh, (laughs) you should join our Close Your Hands Slack channel, Closure Design Dash Podcast, where we can discuss closure band names. And maybe closure. Maybe maybe at the conch we should have like a birds of the feather session. Close your band names. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, you generate all your band music with overtone. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. Cool. Well, hey, so if you have any, if you have any any band names uh, or or actually any ways that your REPL gets stuck and we haven't mentioned and how you unstick it, uh, please let us know. Uh, or if you have any other questions, something you're curious about or you want us to talk about, um, send us a, a tweet at Closure Design or email to feedback at closuredesign.club. Or like we just said, I think about 50 times in this podcast, please come join us in our Closure Dash, Design Dash podcast channel. We are developing quite a, a little community there and we would love to g- hear your voice. Yes, closure band names, maybe not appropriate for the general channels on the Closure in Slack. So that is why we got you covered in our Closure Design podcast channel where, <laughs> where we, we try to keep closure fun and exciting each and every day. Another way to keep closure fun and exciting is go listen to our back episodes on closuredesign.club or they'll show up in your feed reader, I, I guess, too, in your podcasting app if it lets you go back to the beginning of time. <laughs> um, and you can you can hear uh, what we talked about before. Yes, we talked before. We will talk again. We will be back next week with another question. So thanks for listening this time. <laughs> <laughs>